Broadcasting on the Chorus Radio Network and worldwide via the web for over six years, you're listening to The Real Money Show. The number to start investing right away is one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. I uh, normally start with the market update, Darren, but we're talking about Russia off the top. What's hot? It's important. Let me set the stage for our listeners. If you can think about this week, picture this. The data that came through on our weekly updates, the Bloomberg calendars, all of the various uh, economic indicators were predominantly positive. The job numbers were positive. The housing stats were positive. The uh, job claims for unemployment, they dropped. I mean, basically all the major indicators were fairly positive. Now, this has happened against the backdrop of all the various things we talk about on a weekly basis, as our listeners know. Despite all of those economic indicators being positive, the last three days of the week we're taping on Thursday, uh, but we're going to be seeing this leading into Friday as well, I, ex- I assume, the price of gold and silver rallied. They both went higher. Now, does this make sense? Or is this telling us that there's something we may not know? Somewhere, somebody, an institution, perhaps a central bank, may be making a play to get more metal into their holdings, into their vaults? Or is this just normal this time of the year movement? Well, we're going to discuss it on the show, and one of the main topics we want to discuss today is Russia. And it's very much a hot uh, topic right now because of the geopolitical concerns regarding gold and silver. One of the reasons we expect gold and silver long-term to rise, and one of the reasons that they have risen, is simply because there has been geopolitical unrest around the world, whether it was war in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, whether it's been the fear of Middle Eastern uh, war or now with Ukraine and Russia or others in Syria. There has been a tendency for central banks in the region and governments within those hotspot regions to pick up gold and buy gold and hold it. And no more is this prevalent right now than in the central bank of Russia a country which has managed to go basically very quietly through the night uh, for the last six, seven years and more than double their central bank holdings of physical gold. Now, it makes sense to me if you want to protect yourself, as we have said for many a years, uh, to own this type of asset. If you expect that perhaps the rest of the world may be threatening your very existence, such as Russia is right now, it makes sense to hold this asset. But what does it mean for investors? It means you can ride the coattails of this event. If you know where to look, if you know that it's coming, you're able to take advantage of it. Now, if we were talking about gold at $2,000 an ounce, it wouldn't make much sense because like the rest of the world, it might be overinflated and expecting a pullback. But we've seen the pullback happen in gold and silver. And if we weren't speaking from experience, we wouldn't be sitting here doing the show today, John. It's important to recognize this has happened before. If you think about gold and silver as an investment, this is the starting point right now, and this is the hot topic. So if you look at what they have been doing at the Central Bank of Russia, and this is a huge thing for you to understand, they've been stockpiling gold for nearly a decade now. They've been doing it slowly, almost as if there was a formula for how much gold they think they can buy without upsetting the gold market. Now, the average annual purchase for them seems to be within the range of about 60 to 90 tons of gold. This year so far they've purchased roughly 2.2 million ounces or close to 70 tons of gold. So they're approaching now as we get into the last quarter of the year shortly uh, the upper end of that buying uh, level. 
So this is an important time, and since 2006, this has been a slow and steady approach, which has helped Russia to reach nearly 36 million ounces of gold when just eight years ago they only held roughly 12 million ounces. And put another way, they've been able to triple their gold reserves in less than a decade. Not bad. One eight seven seven eight silver on the real money show dot com again to reiterate this is physical metal, but why why are they doing it? Well, I think a big part of this is is uh, geopolitical um, motivation. What you're looking at is all these countries ever since two thousand and eight central banks have started purchasing gold. They all know that the debts in the u s and this being the biggest part of it are unsustainable, that they will not be repaid, that they are essentially going to default on these debts. And the best way to do that is going to be through inflation. So the world's reserve currency, if you are a central bank and you are holding that currency, you know that every day that currency is losing value. If you've ever gone traveling and you go somewhere where your money goes further or you go somewhere where all of a sudden your money isn't going as far, if it's not going as far, it means that that country has a stronger dollar. If your money, you feel like you can live like a king in this foreign country, it's because their dollar is down. You can buy a lot more of it. Central banks owned U.S. dollars at a certain value, and this is decreasing all the time. So countries specifically like Russia and China, who hold lots of reserve currency in the U.S. dollar, want to hedge against that. They want to have something of value because they know they're going to be defaulted on. They know that they're debtors to the United States and that the, that the, the United States is not going to pay this back. So what do they do? They need to hedge somehow. Buying gold is a big part of it. And one of the things that you are starting to see is it's starting to not just be central banks. It's starting to be commercial banks as well. So just as Bob Hoy talked about last week, that the next the next bubble bursting in the markets is going to force people to want to look for something much more stronger in value. And, and he felt, and a lot of others feel, that gold will make its way into the system as a way of discipline. You also have to look at the BRIC countries. Now, they've formed their own basic bank, uh, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. What they are trying to do is get away from the U.S., which is the reserve currency. Anybody that's got half a brain knows that it's actually being devalued, you Wealth is being confiscated every day when you print money. You're just not having the same buying power. So when five countries put in $100 billion to trade backwards and forwards, and last week, I, I believe, Jeremy, it was the first trade where Russia was selling oil uh, to, China, uh, to China, and, you know, they're changing their own currency backwards and forwards. And I think this is where also gold is going to come in. China is a big holder of gold. Uh, Russia's a big holder of gold, where maybe they're going to form a currency where g- the currency is going to be backed by gold. Like a gold standard. Right? Yeah, a percentage of gold. Not 100%, but a good percentage. Um, and the test is, you know, if you look at uh, U.S. that's supposed to have an enormous amount of gold in Fort Knox, um, they haven't had a, an inventory test uh, for, I don't know, how long is it, 50 years, 60 years since they've been audited? There could be empty boxes and empty skids. Uh, nobody knows. But the printing machine is still going on. Well, what, the, you, what the, you do know, though, is that Germany wanted its gold back, tried to get it back, didn't get 
nearly what they what they asked for told it was going to take eight years hmm. what they did receive wasn't wasn't theirs so you do have an idea of what perhaps the u.s does have as the, far as the gold. thing at Guildhall that really is important we sell physical gold silver platinum and palladium you need to have in your portfolio to protect your capital some physical product Silver in, in May 2011 was a high of $49. Gold was around about $19.20. We've got beaten up pretty badly over the last three years, yet the stock market has risen higher highs every single day this month. I think it's the 19th high we've had in the S&P. But anything that goes straight up has to come straight down, and this could come down with a wallop. Uh, I was reading some reports this week, and a couple of analysts uh, that were on CNBC we're looking for the stock market to drop as much as 50 to 60%. Now, that would be really an eye-opener for most people. So you really need to hold some physical product in your portfolio. It doesn't matter whether you take bars or whether you take coins, whether you want to take home delivery, whether you want to put it into our depository, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated. We even give you the bar numbers. We're one of the only companies that do this. And in actual fact, on the storage, we're offering till December 31st free storage. You won't have to pay a penny. And the storage fees are so, so inexpensive. We charge 1.3% a year storage for the value of the metal. That's you know just over one-tenth of 1% a month in storage and insurance. We're insured, insured with Lloyds of London. This is a wonderful way to own gold and silver and you can sell it on a telephone call. You know, if you buy 5,000 ounces of silver and all of a sudden silver takes off and you want to sell something, you have to lug 350 pounds of silver, probably need a wheelbarrow to take it to someone who's going to buy it from you, whether you bring it back to us or a coin store. You know, they may turn around and say, well, I need to get it assayed. You may have to wait two weeks before someone will buy it from you. You need to be able to sell it on a phone call, and that's what we can do at Guildhall in our depository, as I said, it's safe, secure, segregated, allocated. You get the bar numbers. Minimum order to put in the depository is 10 ounces of gold, or you can put in 300, 200, sorry, 200 ounces of silver. Um, and again, no storage till the end of the year. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to get into the market. That number that Paul is talking about, one eight seven seven eight silver Walk us through the process quickly, Jeremy. How does it work? Sure. We usually get a phone call, someone saying, you know what, I do want to get into the, the physical uh, gold and silver market, or I've, I've, I've been in the market, I have metal that I'm storing myself, and they're looking to find out about the depository. Typically, we'll, we'll send out some basic information about what the depository is all about. Paul just mentioned uh, some of the features that they have. Then we want to get an idea of what, what the client's looking to purchase, and we can help the client in terms of figuring out what type of product they're going to get. Are they going to buy 100-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, maples? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what, what they're looking for versus what's the, the best, um, most cost-effective way of doing it. Um, once the clients decided that they want to go in that, that route, of course, there's some, a little bit of paperwork to fill out so that they can have their, allo their product allocated and an allocated agreement so that there's no counterparty risk there, that their, the product remains in their ownership the entire time. Mm -hmm. Once the client has, has purchased their product, they filled everything out, we like to set up an appointment, if possible, to go and actually view your product go to the depository, you make an appointment, you audit your product yourself. Now, that's obviously for people in the GTA. If they're, if they're too far away, we offer digital audit. 
which allows clients from all over the world to be able to get a video of their product Very being cool. being audited. So these are the type of, of security measures and measures of confidence that we want to instill for the client. So we go we we go that extra mile to make sure that they're comfortable with Yes, I know where it's being stored. Yes, I know it's fully insured. Yes, as Paul mentioned, I know I can sell it on a phone call. It's very liquid. And uh, obviously, we also have the Precious Metal Advisor, which Darren contributes to every week. And uh, so we keep keep the clients updated on the market as well. That's got to be a lot more thrilling, actually, going to see physical product than having a piece of paper on your desk. Right. Well, that's the difference between owning physical product. I mean, we don't sell equities, stocks. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell futures, options and futures. You know, we sell the physical product. You take a 100-ounce bar of silver and drop it on the floor, it makes a clang. Take a piece of paper and drop it on the floor, it doesn't make a sound. The difference is it's physical product. You need to own physical. Every Every ounce of gold or silver that you buy, you are taking that out of the paper market. What's traded, on, for example, in the comics is paper. It's generated. It's paper and paper and paper. And when people start taking delivery on the comics and take that product out of the market, you are putting pressure on on the product itself. It becomes it's not available, and that's when you start getting short covering, and that's when the price of gold and silver will skyrocket. One eight seven seven eight silver on the Real Money Show dot com. Darren, there is a saying in poker which is called don't play the cards, play the man. And that saying is just basically talking about how you keep it close at hand. When you give away your hand by the way you look, by the way you talk, you're going to let everybody know and they're going to whip you at the table. Russia is that way. We talked earlier about the importance of stockpiling gold for some of these central banks and some of the countries. They're very much uh, aware of what they're doing and they're signaling to the rest of the world that they're pro-Russia, not pro-globalism and that's a huge difference and when events like this happen it drives the price of gold and silver higher the very first ones to the table they're the most astute we're hoping that the people listening to this show are smart enough to pick up the telephone and add some gold and silver to their portfolio today well the thing is as well when you're investing, it's better to be one month too early, two months too early than one day too late. Because when you miss this market, you keep on saying, I'll wait for it to come down in price. I'll wait for it to come down. I think we're completely bottomed out, and this is a great time to get in and make a purchase. We'll take a short break. The number to start investing is one eight seven seven eight silver and online at therealmoneyshow.com. When we come back, we'll talk diamonds and why yellow is the new pink. The number to start investing, The Real Money Show, is one eight seven seven eight silver and online, therealmoneyshow.com. I want to tell you right away about the Secrets of Wealth Preservation Seminar. is happening next Saturday, September 6, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The place will be the supreme luxury event venue that is 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. And you want to uh, get your spot very quickly by calling that number, one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy. Yellow is the new pink. That's the word on the, on the street, at least according to you, Jeremy. Why is that? Well, what we've seen in, in the last several years is that pinks are have risen so much in, in value that it's, it's very difficult to find an entry-level pink diamond anymore. And the type of diamonds that, that we do have at Guildhall become ever-increasingly difficult to procure to actually even make available to our clients. So what we do see is that yellow diamonds being an investment-grade uh, type of colored diamond are becoming more and more popular. You see them especially for jewelry because you can buy a much larger yellow diamond than you can a pink diamond 
um, when you're buying an investment grade uh, diamond in yellows, you can get in for as little as about ten thousand Canadian. That's awesome, and that that is amazing, especially if, if for someone who wants to to get into some jewelry, have some jewelry made. They they make that cut that you know it has to be at least a carat or above. So we're seeing it. We're seeing yellow diamonds a lot for jewelry, a lot for engagement. But they're still investment grade, and they're still at that level that you can still get involved. And I think that's what's making yellow so extremely popular across the board. Well, that's also, Jeremy, for a fancy yellow, internally flawless, which means there is no inclusions. Mm -hmm. Um, We have actually uh, brought a parcel of diamonds in, and uh, we'll be showing them at the seminar on uh, Saturday, uh, September the 6th. Um, we have six or seven magnificent fancy yellows. Actually, one of the diamonds Jeremy was talking about was a 101 carat uh, fancy, fancy yellow, internally flawless cushion, beautiful, beautiful stone. Um, this is a type of investment that you're going to hold on to it for a five to seven year period. And, you know, uh, you're going to double your money. If you want to put this into a piece of jewelry, um, we have a designer that can work with you to design the jewelry. Jeremy, walk us through uh, what Paul just mentioned about the jewelry. This is this is one of the uh, our favorite things to do at Guildhall is to see someone choose a diamond and then have uh, an exclusive piece created for them. It all starts with the diamond. We have to start with showing the client the type of diamonds that are available within their budget. And always within those six, seven diamonds that we have that are available, inevitably a diamond will, will choose will, will choose the, the buyer, will choose the mm-hmm. owner. And what's great about the jewelry is, is diamonds really are a, a girl's best friend. And once they own it and once they put it into a jewelry, they love it. They want to hold on to it. They don't want it to, to let it go. So what we do at Guildhall is unlike where you're just choosing a setting out of out of the jewelry case, we start with, again, the actual loose diamond itself, fall in love with that diamond alone. And then we bring in our designer and we start with, what do you like? What kind of designs do you like? You've gone to some retail stores or you're looking in magazines or you just saw, um, you know, this starlet get an, get an engagement ring. What, what really does it for you? And then our designer will come in and maybe make some suggestions and say, well, I think, you know, given the type of um, ring that you want to make and maybe the, your, the style of your hand or whatnot, they might make some suggestions on on some setting styles that might be slightly to enhance it. Then it really only takes um, a week, uh, wow. just a little bit more to get the design made, the, the computer-assisted design that we can send off to the client, and then then they get it and uh, we get to see the final um, the final product and it's always wonderful and um, it's it's very rewarding to be able to do so what I think the the benefit of this of course is that you can you get to create your own jewelry from scratch and I think people really like that tailoring idea you mentioned that uh, girls uh, diamonds are girls best friend how about Nicole Sniman who happens to be your sister your on-site GA guy diamond expert now she's uh, fully trained certified and she's uh, in charge of the 10-step buyer's guide by the way get it online at guildhalldiamonds.com and the number one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy. This is something you should have in your pocket when you're shopping at Guildhall for sure. Yeah, absolutely, John. This is a wonderful piece of information. It's a ten step guide in how to purchase a natural fancy colored diamond. It tells you everything about what you should look for in color, clarity, cut, carat weight. 
everything that you need to know when you're purchasing a diamond. I don't want to give away all the secrets, what you should do. Mm-hmm. There's call in for it. Uh, go onto the web, uh, guildhalldiamonds.com, or call at one eight six six two seven four nine five seven zero and ask for the diamond guide. What I love about it is we talk to people all day long when we're Whenever you mention what we, whenever we mention what we do for a living, inevitably someone will say, "Well, I just bought a diamond," and then they all want to know how they did. Um, even though we're not appraisers, and you know, we certainly, it's not our place to judge what they did. But what they're asking essentially is, "I'm not sure if uh, I was happy that I made the mm-hmm. choice and I made the purchase, but I'm still unsure if I did it the right way." And what Nicole put together was. Uh, a way for people to really avoid those pitfalls when buying an, an investment-grade natural fancy-colored diamond so that they feel that, yes, I've, I've, I've done the right things. Just like if you were to buy real estate, they'd always say, well, make sure it gets inspected. Make sure you, you know, you've signed this contract or make sure you've done this. And that's, that's what this guide is all about. It's really, uh, it's the only time I've ever seen something like this which you put together. It's a pretty original piece, right? Only offered by you. Yeah, we're trying to educate the public in what they should look for. You know, people have known about, savvy investors have known about invested in colored diamonds for quite some time. It's only lately that this has come to the forefront of people wanting to own a natural fancy colored diamond. First thing that you look at is the color of a natural fancy colored diamond in a guild hall. We specialize in the highest quality of diamonds. So the first thing that we're looking for is color, which has to be even saturated. It has to be a, a beautiful, beautiful color, whether it's a fancy, intense, or a vivid diamond. The next thing we're looking at is the cut of the diamond, and that cut of the diamond brings out the fire and all the different colors that sparkle and scintillate from that diamond. So there's certain cuts that really bring on that color in the diamond, whether it's a cushion cut, a radiant cut, a brilliant cut, a pear cut. These are cuts, and they're normally a little bit more expensive than the regular cuts that you know people tend to do. The third thing is carat weight. Now, it's important, for example, on a yellow diamond, we only sell a carat and above. We don't sell anything less than that because, in my opinion, and the opinion of you know the people I do business with, a carat is really less than a carat is not even an investment grade. So in yellows, we go for a carat. The bigger the stone, you go to a two carat, three carat, five carat, ten carat, fifteen carat stone, you're going to make money because they're very, very hard to find and they do appreciate. The last thing that we look at is is the clarity. Now, the clarity means, especially on yellows, we tend to sell internally flawless, which means there is no inclusions. This is a perfectly clean, beautiful stone. This is what you need to get into. Now, if you're going to buy something that, you know, it's, it's not inexpensive, it's slightly expensive, you can get in for like, you know, just under $10,000, but you want to buy a diamond that is a beautiful diamond, you wouldn't go out and buy a Rolls Royce with a scratch and dent. I mean, a brand new one. You want something that is just exceptional. And that's what we offer at Guildhall. Exceptional quality, exceptional service. That's what we give you. One has to mine basically millions of tons of earth to come up with a natural fancy colored diamond. A rule of thumb is for every 10,000 carats of white diamonds mined, you'll find a colored diamond. It doesn't mean it's an investment grade. To find, for example, a fancy, vivid, yellow, internally flawless, you're going to mine about a million carats of white to find that one carat of yellow. So that tells you about the rarity. If you're looking to retire or you're looking to put your kids through university, this is the type of investment 
by holding a diamond, whether it's 5, 10, 15 years, you're going to make money. This is a, an investment that increases in value. They've never, ever dropped in price in 40 years since they've been keeping records, and they tend to keep on increasing in value. And what we find is, is that every time we go to replace a diamond that we sell out of the collection, it's always more difficult to find, and the prices are always moving higher and higher. We mentioned real estate a little bit earlier, and it's much like that. If you don't get in early, the price is only going to be more expensive down the road. And this is why, just to wrap a lasso around this segment, that yellows have become the new pinks because mm -hmm. it, it is still affordable to a certain extent in terms of that um, getting in um, to an investment color diamond. $10,000 is pretty much where you want to start. You know, understand that when you're buying a colored diamond as well, that if you're going to buy the absolute best, the absolute rarest, that will make that is is most likely going to make the most money. It's also going to cost the most money. So money does make money in these markets. However, when we're buying within that range, and we're talking about that $10,000 range, this is the bare minimum we feel for what it would take to make money in colored diamonds. And that level would be um, a fancy yellow, internally flawless. So we have a few of them available, and we're going to actually be having some on special next week at our seminar. And the other thing is as well is that we'll talk about it actually in the next segment, but what these yellow diamonds are fetching at auction. We'll take a short break, and uh, the number to call, one 274 9570 That will reserve your spot for the Secrets of Wealth Preservation. That seminar is happening next Saturday, the 6th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The place will be the Supreme Luxury Event Venue, 8311 Weston Road. That is in Woodbridge. Make sure you get your spot or go online to guildhalldiamonds.com. And back with more of The Real Money Show. The number to start your investing is one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com online. Uh, some of the prices set uh, recently, Jeremy, at auctions have been, uh, have been huge. How does that work? Right. And, and auctions is really where pricing is going to start. This is where the extreme wealthy are buying fabulous, extremely rare colored diamonds. And most of the time, they're absolutely stunning and absolutely massive. In November of 2011, there was a vivid 110-carat yellow diamond that sold at auction, and it sold oh. for around yeah, sold for around uh, just over 12 million dollars. If you were to compare that to a white diamond, you'd see that the price is much much higher for colored diamonds. Just on that note alone, however, in May this year, so you're looking at just over a two-year time frame between auctions, you had a 100-carat vivid yellow sold at auction again. And that's 10% smaller than the one before. Yeah, it's just 10% smaller. They're both over the 100-carat mark, yeah. so we're, we're in wow. the range. Big as, um, a, big as a bagel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they're, they're amazing in size, amazing to, to behold. People aren't going to spend $12 million on a diamond just because it's fun. They're doing it because they know they've got something that no one else has that's extremely unique, extremely rare, and will make a lot of money. What we saw is in May, the daffodil yellow, which sold, which was 100 carat, sold for $16.3 million. So within just over two years, diamonds in that range at auction were up 30%. It's actually up a third, plus it's 10% smaller, plus you're paying 15% to the 
either Sotheby's or Christie's mm-hmm. for auctioning it for you. So, you know, when you start adding in all those costs, we don't add on that extra 15% like Sotheby's or Christie's. We're bringing you stones that are magnificent, that we've handpicked, that obviously you don't, not everybody's got the same pocket change to spend $12, $16 million, but we're bringing you that same quality as a 100-carat stone in a 1-carat or a 2-carat, 5-carat, a 15, 20-carat diamond. Uh, our range starts from you know just under ten thousand dollars, and we go into the millions. We have these stones in stock. Every stone on the website we own. We are happy to get together with you, show you our merchandise. As Jeremy said in the segment previously, you know when you pick a diamond, the diamond actually picks you in most cases. As soon as we can delegate and find out or designate, I should say, how much you want to spend, um, then we can fit you the suit that you're going to wear that you're going to love. Diamond, it's it's Jeremy. It's, it's remarkable. I mean, what other investment for nine, ten grand can give you that kind of what a car? Cars are an expense; they're not an investment. What what else are you going to buy with that kind of return? Right, and 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 an insurable asset, by right. the way. But you do have to make a distinction. It, it's not an investment like a stock. People are going to come to you and ask, "Well, I can't liquidate a diamond like I can a stock." Right, and that's why real estate is a different investment than stock. You don't, you know, no, if you want to, yeah, you, exactly as Paul says, you don't day trade a house. Of course, you're not going to sell that the next day. This is more like you buy a diamond because it's beautiful. You buy the diamond because it's rare. You buy the diamond because you love it. If you can put it into jewelry, so much the better. Enjoy the pleasure of wearing it. But because you're buying something that is of the absolute best quality that the market provides, that we can procure, because it's the best, it goes up in value. That doesn't mean you're looking to sell it in six months or in a year or maybe two or three Maybe you don't look to sell it at all, but maybe it comes to a point where you don't have a choice, you have to sell something. Well, a white diamond isn't going to accrue value the way a colored diamond is. So this is about making proper choices, about buying nothing but the best, and the best is always a good investment. Now, with that said, people are buying them strictly for investment. You know, I know we're talking about yellows, but we find men love to buy argyle pinks because you know they're very small, but... They love putting them away for their kids because they love knowing that that diamond is going to accrue value relatively quickly. And, of course, you have to pay for that type of gain. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a 5, 10, 15-year stretch, they know that, that there's going to be a lot of money to be there. And if it takes a year to sell it, that's fantastic. As far as yellows are concerned, look, putting in uh, enough to purchase a $10,000 diamond, um, that won't make you rich in five years. In 20 years, you're going to see an amazing gain. And again, this is about buying a quality, quality asset that does appreciate in value versus something that looks beautiful but simply won't go up in value. The other thing is as well is as people get older, whether you're in your 50s or your 60s, you really don't want to be taking risks in the stock market. Um, you know, you don't want to be in turbulent investments. You want to be in something that's safe. You can put it away whether, you know, you're estate planning or whether, you know, you want to pass it on to your kids. Yeah, it could be an heirloom, right? An heirloom. Yep. Uh, some people, you know, they just, I mean, we've been making up diamond rings and, and pendants over the last couple of years where, you know, the women have said, I'm not giving it away, not over my, uh, you know, dead body. You know, I'm not selling it. I'll pass it on to the kids and let them enjoy it. So this is an investment that really goes up in value. Uh, Jeremy was talking about pinks. I mean, we have a, a tender stone on, an argyle stone that comes out of the 2012 tender. 
Um, it's lot number 49. It's a 0.81. It's a fancy, intense VS diamond pink. This diamond, I think, is on our website for just under $400,000. It's a 0.81. I can tell you right now, in 10 years, that's going to be seven figures because in the last two years, this stone has actually almost, I would say, tripled in the cost of buying the stone. There is a new tender this year from the Argyle. There's 55 or 56 stones, and out of that 56 stones, there is only four VS quality stones. So it tells you what VS quality in an Argyle tender pink is. It's an unbelievable investment. Anybody that's purchased from us Argyle pinks in VS quality is doing unbelievably well. And a a diamond like the Argyle, of course, it's in the multiple hundreds of thousands. That's a different market. That that is the type of market that you don't have to hold on to a diamond for 20 years to make money. You'll probably regret having sold it because I have several times <laughs> because you leave so much on the table for doing that but certainly buying something in the multiple hundred thousand dollar range is buying something that is very very rare um, of extreme value and the gains are are there almost within six months we've seen appraisals go up um, tremendously and and so if you're in that type of market hey you don't have to hold on to it for 20 years but that being said, though, Jeremy, you know, we're talking about yellows being the next pinks. We, we are having right now almost an, an awful time trying to find vivid, internally flawless, intense, internally flawless, and fancy, internally flawless. We just can't find the, the quality that we're looking for. You know, there's four things, three things you normally get from anybody. You get price, you get service, and you get delivery. If somebody is normally offering you a real low price on something, normally they don't have it in stock or they can't give you the delivery and it's not the quality. So we're offering tremendous stones and we know the vivid yellows, for example, are going to be the next Argyle pinks because they're going to get harder and harder to find, though they're appreciating anywhere now as much as 25 to 30% a year. Vivid, internally flawless, in my opinion, are going to go up tremendously over the next five to seven years. They're going to be such a great, great investment. September 6th is the date of the uh, the seminar, Jeremy, The Secrets of Wealth Preservation. Again, it's going to be the Supreme Luxury Event venue. That's in Woodbridge, 8311 uh, Weston Road. Give me some details. Yeah, normally um, we try to put these on pretty frequently. Uh, We try to do it at least every two months and talk about colored diamonds, share some stories about some famous colored diamonds, really help help the potential investor understand what the market is about so that they can feel comfortable if they decide that they want to make a purchase. Of course, being in a group setting, it also feels nice and comfortable. We also show several colored diamonds there. We have our security guard always uh, very close by our side, and we're able to show some colored diamonds so you can see them. You've got to see them. You've got to see them in the flesh. Um, You know, it's funny because Nicole was training for her GIA, and she had a really tough time because she was so nurtured on perfect diamonds (laughs) that she had a tough time when when a diamond um, wasn't was imperfect. So. It's, it's great to see such a high quality of diamonds, learn about the market, learn about how the market is created. And so we really go into detail. And I think uh, we've seen tremendous results. We, people seem to love 
getting to know the market and if anyone who's interested in something new should should come out and, and learn about colored diamonds. What can they expect uh, when they first arrive through the door? Refreshments, Just, sandwiches, nice, nice. food. I mean, you know, we look after our people. Shake, shake Darren's the gro- hand. The, gro- the groceries are always good. But, it, you know, it's a great, great learning uh, experience. You really need to come out if you're looking to, to make an investment, if you're looking to retire, you're looking to put your kids through, you know, college, or even if you're in your latter years, you don't want to take risk, but you're sick of the stock market. Yes, we know the stock market has gone up, but what goes up also comes down. And, you know, people just don't want to take that risk, you know, in the, in the late 50s and 60s. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because people will sometimes say, well, if it's an investment, and we just talked about it a little earlier, mm-hmm. well, but you can't liquidate it. Okay, well, yeah, you can liquidate a stock, but do you want to liquidate it once it's dropped 60%, <laughs> right? Colored diamonds have never dropped. They aren't as easy to sell as just calling a broker or going online, tap up a few keys, but there's a trade-off for consistent value. But we do resell the diamonds. We only sell the diamonds that we, we sell to our clients. We don't take on anybody else's product uh, because I know the diamonds that I've picked are, you know, cream of the crop, top, you know, top. So we will sell the diamond for you, and we have several ways, and we will get into that. Uh, if When it comes time for you to sell, uh, we do have a method of selling diamonds, and uh, no customer has ever lost a penny who purchased a diamond with us. They've always made money. And remember, you've got to see these things in the flesh. Again, Secrets of Wealth Preservation Seminar is happening Saturday, September 6th. The place is Supreme Luxury Event Venue, 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. To reserve your space, 1-866-274-9570 and online at guildhalldiamonds.com. We'll take a short break. The word in the street is there is bullish signals in the gold and silver market, according to Darren. The number to, uh, to start investing in uh, during the break, one eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show.com. And more of The Real Money Show. The number to start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver and online, therealmoneyshow.com. Bullish signals, Darren. Bullish. Well, got a lot of questions this week. One of them from a friend named Raymond, who is a avid listener to The Real Money Show. And uh, he was discussing uh, some of the finer technical points. And I leave these out, generally speaking, because it's a lot for our listeners to swallow all at once. But if we look at the charts right now, silver is and has remained lagging gold for some time. There is at least a 3 to 5% lag in the price of silver right now behind gold at current prices. But there are some really bullish signals chart-wise right now. We have seen both gold and silver maintain pricing support at key levels. Now for gold, because it starts the rally, and this is seasonality, folks. You want to look at the charts from a seasonal perspective. If you go back to 2002, you will quickly see in any chart of gold or silver that there have been four major rallies since that time. All four of those major rallies began coming out of late July, late August, into September, October, and uh, all of them ended the following year in the spring with uh, a huge peak in pricing. Generally speaking, some years you can attribute that to certain events and others not. But right now, the good news is gold and silver held at key key support levels and didn't drop below. Now, given the stunning Indian and geopolitical price drivers that are now in play in places like Iraq and Syria, the Ukraine, and we talked about Russia earlier, I think both metals appear to be reversing trend, and gold's first target should be the 1320 to 1330 range, followed by 1350, and if we're lucky enough to cross 1350, uh, 1400, and that's where major resistance stands. Now, silver, 
which is usually uh, referred to as gold on steroids when we get a run, looks even better. So for Raymond, if you're watching or listening, the price was sitting at an incredibly oversold level. It's now flashing what we call a crossover buy signal, and it's looking to burst above a key minor trend line. My suggestion to people that are silver enthusiasts is to be long and strong. The hardline Islamic group that we have talked about on the show from time to time. Now, in addition to all of this uh, bullish signaling and the chart information and the technical side of things, earlier in the show we talked about the importance of gold and silver being an event-driven market. That's the point you all have to remember. You never see it coming. Like Russia and their accumulation of gold, we talked about it earlier, this is something that's prevalent amongst central banks around the world. If you look now at the geopolitical problems, and one in particular, uh, we've heard the term ISIS. This is the hardline Islamist group that is referred to commonly around the world now as ISIS. They have created a uh, quasi-nation state of enormous size. It stretches across huge parts of Iraq and Syria. If this isn't reason alone for those regional uh, central banks and nations to be accumulating gold, which they are, uh, then there is no other real reason because this is the type of thing that sets a market on fire. I don't think many analysts understand the seriousness of this situation yet, and uh, Middle East geopolitics really do threaten to become a much bigger uh, gold price driver than even quantitative easing ever was. And you have, in addition to that this week, uh, a bevy of economists uh, calling for higher gold. And over the past month, a lot of the bank economists around the world have almost universally dropped their bearish viewpoints on gold. It's far more common to hear now that an economist uh, is saying about gold that it could go down to 1,200. Well, that's not very far from where we are right now. And to be honest with you, uh, I don't think it's going to drop down to that level. But that's the floor. And that's a change in sentiment from just a month ago. When you start hearing that, it becomes the norm. You'll start to see hedge funds and larger players begin to develop positions, especially coming into September when most hedge funds and very large institutional investors start to reset their balance within their portfolios. I think these economists are, are finding finally some some rationale. I think they they've they've uh, I don't know where they've been getting their money paid where they're getting paid from, but ultimately, you know, they must be saying, "Wow, you know, I went and bought a chocolate bar and it's smaller, but I'm paying more for it." Or I went to buy, um, you know, a juice and it's smaller and I'm paying more for it. They see the inflation. They're not idiots. They see that inflation is much higher than than the central banks are saying. They see that central banks are keeping the interest rates so low and trying to to undermine the value of their dollars, basically inflate the value of the dollar away. Where's where's our protection? And I think when you see gold and silver at lows, you say, well, they've, they've blocked off the exit doors. They want you to, to stay and party while, the, while the, the ship sinks. And this is why I think it's so important when people say you don't, you don't sit back and wait to buy gold. You buy gold and wait. I think anyone who, has, uh, who is rational will say, no, I've got to protect my wealth in some way. Now, we're not saying put all your money into gold or silver, but certainly you can say, well, gold and silver are trading – just above their their production levels, their costs, stock markets at all time high, real estate's you know looking for soft landings. Time to time to really look at that as this is this is a rational time to get into this market. 
we take a look every week at all of this information. And this week, I urge you, if you're listening, it's free to you. Get the Precious Metals Advisor if you haven't already called in or emailed us or gone to the website. It is a free newsletter for the first year for those that would wish to try this information out. See if it helps you. And, uh, of course, if you become a client, you're going to get that and much, much more. But in this week's Precious Metals Advisor, there is a beautiful chart. It shows that the price target for the next advance in gold is a minimum of 3600 within the next uh, two to four years. So we're saying somewhere around 2016, we should have a good idea of exactly how high it'll get. But that is a wonderful article that was put in this. And it definitely is something I would have if I wanted to make an investment in there. Now, along with that, we're seeing right now gold and silver trading in their range bound areas for the last uh, five to six hours today. Uh, gold is trading just below 1300 and silver just below 1970. And again, I think that we have broken into a new range and I do think that we are going to trend forward over the next two weeks. Pay attention to the key developments and certainly if the news changes, obviously the price and the expectations will change alongside. But as we're taping the show today, there is a strong correlation with what the charts are showing and the expectation of both gold and silver going higher. One eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show dot com to start investing right now. Darren, uh, previously you were talking about uh, Russia and their banks and their silver and gold. Why? Why is an investor over here in North America? Why do I care? Why well, should I care? It's important to acknowledge what's happening in other parts of the world because those are sometimes where we look for key indications as drivers for an event that could take place that put gold and silver in the hot seat and drive them higher. Every single time we've looked back on what's happened uh, when gold and silver have taken off, similar to what they've done in 2011, 2008, 2006, 2004, uh, those all started with some type of economic event that was taking place. And as time has progressed, we've learned that the four basic fundamentals we use to analyze this market, geopolitical instability has become more and more prevalent as a reason why we're going to see higher gold and silver prices. And, you know, when you look at what's going on, you see gold and silver are definitely range-bound. The U.S. dollar is trying desperately to maintain its world reserve currency and a perceived value in their dollar. Other countries around the world are a lot smarter than that, and they are making moves to hedge against it. They're more than happy to buy gold and silver at the lower price. We're talking specifically central banks buying more gold than silver. That will be the next one. When Darren talks about silver being on steroids, it's when commercial banks, hedge funds, central banks start getting into the silver game. Silver will, you know, you're going to triple digits will will look uh, will look uh, cheap. But on the gold side, if Russia and China are happy to buy gold at the lower prices here, why is that? And you said, why should people care? Yeah. Because they are hedging. They're looking into the future and saying. Fiat currencies are all losing value. Everyone's printing. Everyone's keeping low interest rates. How are we going to maintain value? You maintain value by having an asset, by having value. Other people in the world, we have to work harder. We have to innovate. Uh, we have to open new companies and, and really get a start, write a book, whatever it is, um, You know, win an Oscar. This is how you're going to make more money. But for other people, other banks, and this is where people want to look to have a portion of their portfolio in metals, is they do it as a hedge. They didn't do it up until 2008. Everybody was at the fiat trough having fun. 
Then the world completely changed. Geopolitics started to enter the picture, and now you're having banks having to to defend against devaluation of currencies. It's so plain to see, and yet we need to see a way to follow the smart money. And central banks are definitely smart money. They're the ones who are printing the money. They know what it, what that printed money is actually worth. It's no wonder they're buying physical gold with all that. We have to be as smart as them. We have to have a portion of gold and silver in our portfolio. To And, and what I always see it as a, an inflation rebate. In five years, when inflation really hits hard, you're going to see the increase in the value of those assets, and you're going to be able to get that rebate back. So how do we start investing? Today, what do we do? It's simple, John. First, mm-hmm. you start by calling or going to the website. You've given that out throughout the show. We'll continue to do so. But for those that want to get started, it's simple as giving a call and uh, connecting with somebody at our firm. You can start by simply taking some bullion home. If you're new to this and you're looking to spend a few thousand dollars, maybe the best thing for you to do is just take it home with you. Either you want some bullion bars or maybe you want some coins that you're more familiar with. Maybe you collected a few in the past. That is all available via our website and uh, connecting with us. The other option for a client is that if you're looking to make an investment, you're looking to come aboard, uh, you can store your metal with our firm. We have a world-class vaulting facility in three different locations in the world that can hold uh, bullion for you in uh, Toronto and in Singapore, uh, in the U.S. as well. And this is an option which is available to you as a client of Guildhall. You will get the expertise of our team. So opening up an account couldn't be easier. It's a little bit of paperwork, and you have to determine what you want to spend, where that money's coming from, get it over to us, and obviously take delivery of your bullion, whether you're taking it home or putting it in our storage facility. In addition to this account, one of the best benefits of becoming a, a member of the Guildhall uh, client base in opening up a depository account is the fact that you get an audit if you like it. You get serial numbers if you'd like that. We have one of the most advanced audits in the world. You can have a digital audit done where you literally get a piece of video showing your bars being pulled from the vault, laid out on a table, and the serial numbers clearly shown right there. So it's very advanced. You have the ability to buy and sell by phone, which alleviates having to carry any of this bulky metal anywhere with you putting it and loading it in, getting it out of your safe. And obviously, if you're at work during the day, this is our job. You can call us and we'll be here. And that's exactly what you want to do. Again, I think Paul reminded us earlier, but again, as a reminder, if you're opening up a depository account, you're getting free storage now till the end of the year as a thank you from us. It's an early Christmas present, Hanukkah present, but take it as you will. It's free of charge until the end of the year. And that uh, goes for anybody opening up an account. To open up an account, again, is just get in contact with us. You can start with silver or gold, a combination of both, maybe platinum or palladium as well. And it couldn't be easier, John. That'll pretty much do it here for another week on The Real Money Show. The number to start investing once again that Darren mentioned is one eight seven seven eight silver therealmoneyshowcom online. That is also the website to secure your place at the Secrets of Wealth Preservation. That seminar is happening Saturday, September 6th. The uh, venue will be the Supreme Luxury Event Venue. 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. Doors open 1045. Register early again. Go to realmoneyshow.com. Get that spot before they're all taken up. That'll do it again here for The Real Money Show.